three, two, one. Hi, we're live. It's Charlotte Pierce, uh, producer of Ready Row USA, and I'm here with Kirsten Klein. Hi, Kirsten. Hi. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. It looks like you just got off the erg. Yeah, <laughs> actually just got done with work. I erg early in the morning. So. Yeah, I put up on my Instagram, I said, uh, you know, like the the video of you in the boathouse with the urn. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and I said, <laughs> what, what do you want to bet that she just got off the, or that she met her uh, benchmarks today? No, I missed them. I missed, you them, missed them. I did. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> I thought that was pretty. You have so you demand a lot of yourself, and uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But um, let me just go through the the initial. Uh, little thank yous and everything for our uh for our podcast and our live stream we are ready row usa and we're at readyrowusa.com so all the information that you will ever need is there it's all the live stream links replays we'll put up the slides that we put and the transcript that we um have from this session and uh and just all sorts of good stuff. Our sponsors will also be featured. But today we have Kirsten Klein, world champion indoor rower of 2021 and a concept to world record holder. And she's going to talk a little bit more about that uh, in a second, how she got there and what she what it takes to get there. <laughs> but she's also uh, uh, in recovery and is uh, counts rowing as a very beneficial aspect of her her journey to sobriety and maintaining her sobriety. So we're going to uh, feature this as part of our Rowing to Recovery series. Uh, the next one will be on breast cancer, and then we'll have one on PTSD. And the rowing, you know, we'll have some um, examples of how rowing, um, some people who, who have gone through these things and, and have turned to rowing as, as a t instrument of their recovery. Uh, this is uh, season four. We're in season four, which is kind of unbelievable to me. <laughs> Episode 125. So um, we're uh, just probably going to hit 130 by the end of the year, I think. Um, we'd like to thank our sponsors and underwriters and our partners, uh, Burnham Boat Slings. We all know who they are. Go, go see them at one of the regattas. They're they're at every regatta. They actually, Peter Kerman, the CEO, is was uh, actually competing at the Worlds this year, this week. Oh wow! Yeah, so I just uh, I've been following him, and he's he's a former national team member, and I have a a little uh, interview with him that I'm going to be posting soon on ReadyRowUSA.com. So. That will be fun. He's an awesome guy, and the company is great. S customer service, bar none. Uh, Ready Row USA is this website is created by my sponsor, uh, GoodInklings.com, and Laura Williams is the genius CEO designer for Good Inklings, and she'll do a free website audit for our uh, listeners. And if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to uh, have her do that, just contact her at goodinklings.com. 
I love my new website. Just let me let me just let me flash it up one more time. I love it. Isn't it great? And I took yes. that picture. That's at five thirty in the morning. Oh wow! In June or something. And the, the people on the dock there are uh, uh, new rowers. They're uh, learn to row class. Oh wow! That's beautiful. Can you believe getting out at five thirty in the morning? <laughs> I wish it was that bright at 5.30 down here in Texas. I would oh, enjoy that. It's yeah, it's, it's getting to be like 7 or after 7 now. Right. Yeah, Same down terrible. here, yeah. It's terrible. Uh, anyway, and then Resolute and Sykes have been longtime sponsors, and I have a Sykes a single myself. I love it. It knows more about rowing than I do, <laughs> I love to say. Um which is not, not hard to do. But anyway, I'd like to welcome Kirsten. Um, thank you for coming on and talking about your experience and your journey to sobriety and, you know, just being uh, like upfront and frank about this. It's, it's just like any other challenge that we have in life. Right. And, um, tell us a little bit about, you know, um, you and, and uh, how you got to where you are now. Yeah, well, I just want to go ahead and thank you for having me on. It's a privilege to be here. Um, mm -hmm. So how I got to where I am today with rowing, it, it all honestly probably started in uh, 2017 with um, sobriety. Um, prior to that, I had been exposed to indoor rowing through CrossFit in 2012. Mm -hmm. And I bought an ERG probably in 2014 because we were at that time I was living up in West Virginia and the winters were pretty bad. So we couldn't always get to the gym. So I bought one thinking I would use it. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I, I didn't. I probably used it three times that we lived up here, up there. And then when we moved to Texas, um, that thing went into storage so I could continue drinking. Um, did, you, did you dry your uh, shirts on it or <laughs> I, I, yeah, we hung stuff on it when we were at the apartment, but then when <laughs> we moved into my house, it, yeah. um, it went into the garage. We didn't even, I don't even think the pieces were together. We took it apart and just put it Ugh. away. Um, no. so I just kept drinking and, um, some was stuff. Was this kind of a gradual, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but. Um, what, the drinking like or the gradual, like, Increase of, of drinking or was it just something um, that came no. on? I drank in college, N nothing I would say that was out of control. It got out of control pretty quickly when um, a couple of years out of college. And yeah, right. it, it wasn't like from the get go, I was off and running. I wasn't even drinking liquor in college. I, I was still just a six pack of beer and I was done. Mm -hmm. And um, that <laughs> was not the case towards the end of my drinking. Yeah, so it, it, it um, was gradual, but I took off and ran with it after two years out of college and I just, went hard. I, I didn't really know how to deal with a lot of things. So I turned to drinking and that's how I coped with life. We um, ended up losing a really, really good friend that we grew up with um, uh, from this disease. And I uh, just, th that's when I think I took my turn for the worst. Uh, I went downhill from there and just kept drinking and just wanted to numb myself. Um, the point, everyone's like, what was your like lowest, like what made you stop? Like you must've had a DUI, you must've got arrested. Like there must've been something big that made you change. And then I was like, no, like I was very blessed that my like um, bottom, which we call it in like AA, like our bottom rock bottom okay. or whatever yeah. we hit um, 
wasn't as bad as others can be. Um, I actually just was so tired of looking at myself in the mirror and hating myself. That that was it. I just was like, there has to be more to life than this. I, all I did you to continue was, to exercise or did, did, oh, you, no, no, <laughs> no, no, I was too busy drinking. I uh, played wow. uh, yeah. college basketball. And then after that, I dabbled in a little CrossFit, but now I probably weighed 30 pounds more than this. Um, yeah. I, I was just drinking. No, I didn't. I just, <laughs> I pretended to exercise. I might go do like 20 minutes on an elliptical and then go drink. Yeah. I mean, 10 times that amount in calories. So mm-hmm. it didn't, no, I was, like I said, probably 30 pounds heavier. And, um, mm-hmm. and so I, I realized yeah. at that point that I was absolutely miserable. I was like, there has to be something more to life than this. Cause all I really cared about at that time was, um, drinking so when i uh finally like i had a wake-up call when i was looking at myself in the mirror like i said and i was like i can't keep doing this and uh i i had actually my fiance now um she was a uh coach at the gym that i was going to every once in a while and she uh asked if um I asked her if she would do my diet plan. Cause like I said, I was a lot heavier and she was like, yeah, you need to like mark down how much um, you're eating and drinking. And I was like, drinking like alcohol. She's like, yeah, drinking like alcohol. And I was like, <laughs> was she kind of concerned about this? I, um, she, she always told me, cause she knew me in both ways. So she knew me when I was actively an alcohol, an alcoholic and then um, now sober. Um, so she knew me in both lives and um she said that she was she always thought i was very funny but something was very dark and sad about me and she just Mm. said she she didn't know me very well like i just went up to her because i knew she was like a nutrition coach and i needed some help and she asked me like i said to start um putting down like what i was eating drinking so i was like i can do that and i was lying about how much i was drinking and she said you need to yeah. like market i was actually coming in to work out with her because i had the summer off from teaching um and i was working out with her and i was hungover and she knew it like i couldn't <laughs> do anything i would i shouldn't have probably been driving if i'm honest i was still hungover from the night before and uh she said just just mark what you're drinking and that was the first time that i realized oh my god i'm i'm drinking so much alcohol like um i took a black marker a sharpie and grabbed a liter of vodka and I was like, okay, this is the line that my Fridays, because I only like drink yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because that's just the because weekend. That makes it okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four days out of the week. Like that's more than half. So yeah. I was doing that and I marked it. I would mark it at the beginning of the weekend and um, it was gone within 70, 24, 48 hours. Like I drank a whole liter of vodka and that's not including the beers like the cases of beer the bottles of wine like i wasn't doing that but i was like oh my god i'm gonna die in my sleep like we've had a few friends that we've lost that way as well um so i knew something was really wrong but i wasn't willing to make a change because i just was happy sitting in my in this mess i guess um so for it took her really pushing me um to stop drinking and and i did I set it down and it was probably the most difficult thing I ever did was Hmm. to actually physically stop drinking. But what I, the mistake I made was I didn't turn to the program of AA. I I, um, (laughs) instead decided to do it with my own, my own for eight months. And that was a living 
Hell, and if anybody is out there listening that ever would like to try to give up drinking, I highly recommend checking out AA. It's, Just get it's some saved help. my life. Yeah. Yeah, reach out. Yeah. 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 So, so this that, was like 2018 or so? Or? Um, so I got sober in 2017, didn't join mm -hmm. AA until 2018, didn't actually get a sponsor until 2019. Mm -hmm. So I, it took me a long time. I'm one of those people that like to like dip their toe in the water and be like, no, I'm not ready yet. So I was doing that for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I didn't get any relief um, from recovery until I started working with my sponsor and, and that yeah. person has changed my life. I, I mean, I can't speak enough good things about her and the people in AA and uh, just how they've helped me grow and become the person I am today. Even when I'm rowing, I think of some of the stuff, especially because I'm pretty close with her that she's been through and I'm like, well, she's done this. I can finish this like 20 minute workout, you know, like, yeah, when you think about some of the things from... that people have faced, you know, yeah. the program is like, wow. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's nothing compared to some of the little challenges that I think are big challenges. When I think, when I do think of a lot of the women um, that I know in the program, I'm like, Oh, this is, this is just a little thing compared to like some of the bigger things. And that's mm -hmm. actually how I get through a lot of challenges, not just with rowing, but in my day-to-day -day activity and stuff. Yeah. So I, I did set down the alcohol at the same time I picked up rowing because <laughs> I had a lot of free time and a lot of energy. And, and that was a mess as well, because I didn't understand anything about indoor rowing, about splits, about form. I just was off to the races and like so, a madman. Was that in uh, CrossFit? Or that you yeah, well, kind that? of. I started in with CrossFit. So I had the ERG. And since I stopped drinking, I was doing a lot more CrossFit classes. And my fiance actually started um, something called uh, uh, 10K by Turkey Day. And she started that in 2018. And mm -hmm. through doing that, she got a whole bunch of people involved. And you row like five, 2K, 4K, 5K, 6K, 10K uh, leading up to Thanksgiving. And we were doing that and um, while we were doing that, I came across the concept to logbook and I saw that like people would put in their times for like a 5k or, or whatever. And I was like, Oh, I have okay times. And then um, I, I realized that my times were decent and I could be somewhat competitive. And at that same time, a um, online coach had reached out to me and was like, Hey, do you want to start doing my programming and all this stuff? And I was like, sure. And, and then they joined, they asked me to do an online competition with them. And I just kept saying like, yes to all this like indoor stuff. And that's kind of like how it took off. And I kind of realized I was like, Hey, mm -hmm. I'm okay at this. Um, and so again, I didn't have any like emotional sobriety. I was just was not drinking and I had no clue what I was doing on the erg and I wasn't willing to listen to my coach or anybody. Like I was just like, I'm going to do things my way and it's going to work. And I, <laughs> I remember one time I saw, they had they were an olympian they had um a 5k time up on the concept two logbook and i think i was maybe two minutes off that time, off that time and i was like well yeah. crap i can get that like <laughs> i am i had no clue how much two minute difference was oh and, my god i hear yeah, you so yeah. in, in my mind i was like i can i can cover two, two minutes in no time um and i remember going for it one day giving missing it by a mile of course and then getting off the erg like a toddler and just like screaming and yelling and and i threw something and so i was like what's wrong i was like can i hit these paces i was i was like i said sober but acting like a two-year-old still it was it took so much time and it took mm. coming around to aa and all that for me to like really settle down and be a, a willing to listen to anybody about anything not just rowing but about life and 
and, yeah. and sobriety and all of that. It took a couple of years <laughs> for me to settle down. Um, and you're 33 and, now. So you're right. Yeah. Point, you were I just like, turned 34. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was 29, when, 28, Nine, yeah. 28 when I got sober, uh, because it was right before my, um, 29th birthday. So, yeah. Did you ever just feel so stressed out that you wanted to go back to your old? Oh, marriage? yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the time. Especially yeah. before I got in AA, I was like, this isn't worth it. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think that's just a part of it. Um, yeah. I'm an alcoholic and alcoholic will always want alcohol. So even mm -hmm. today, uh, I still, there's still moments where I'm like, yeah, drink sounds good. But yeah. the difference is, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the difference is I know what that leads to. And I also have like, the yeah. coping mechanisms to be like okay well no i mean that you've been down that road before you were down that road for 28 years and it didn't really lead you anywhere mm. um so I, I choose not to do that um because i know the outcome if i play it all the way through it's not going to be a good one <laughs> like i made the decision uh to not drink and i'm, I'm hoping and that i am able to stick with that decision for the rest of my life because it has paid the dividends are just endless like it has paid off over and yeah, over when you can and remember over those again. the rewards you know, right when you right and sometimes it's hard life gets yeah. like i said lifey and then you, you i can start feeling sorry for myself and be like this isn't even worth it and all that stuff and it can get tough but again i have the program to lean on i have the people in the program and i've learned so much about just how to kind of like deal with life and and and, and all that and it plays back and forth with rowing because the same things mm -hmm. that I've learned in sobriety and in AA, rowing has taught me in a lot of ways. Like I said, like how I got off that machine and was like, why can't I get this number for my 5K? Like, why can't I do it in however many minutes? Um, and I, I didn't realize at that time, I was like, hey, this is something you want and you have to work for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, I had to work for it. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I've been rowing for 10 years and I just like it's just i've just it's been such a life lesson you know like right. it's just incremental and you right. just have to put in the strokes like one stroke at a time is to quote a, a metaphor from aa you know like one day at a time right, right. yeah right. <laughs> it's yeah it's it's true i got um i was, I was very blessed in that irving although my form was not good it, i i had pretty decent times to begin with yeah. um and my fiance was talking to me about that. She was like, you never really had to work super hard for your erg times. She was like, you just uh -huh. kind of were pretty blessed. And she was like, so right now you're being extremely challenged by <laughs> on the water. Cause I do, I come home and I'm pretty upset most days about on the water. And she was yeah, like, this I've is the first thing. Your, your, yeah. <laughs> you like, do you do it like record every day? Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. Like, that's going to stop in the next yeah. couple of weeks though, because it'll be too dark. Like as soon I as have seen look. an improvement. I have to say. Yeah. Have, <laughs> Thank you. My I'm couch on an next day. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so. I've been working on that level, you know, the level hands. Yeah. You know, I had a like, real bad, real bad issue it's, with that. It's just like it's just being mindful of right, right. Yeah. It's funny you said that because I got a compliment from my coach today. So I was like, Yeah, oh, yeah, I can tell I'm not splashing as much. Some days <laughs> I do, some days I don't, but right, right. right. So it's the first thing that I've wanted as much as I want it, like sobriety, I want, I have these goals like yeah. um, for mm -hmm. on the water rowing, like I really want to be competitive in on the water. And so um, she sat down with me because I just kept coming home like upset. I'm like, this isn't working. I'm not figuring out. And she was like, this is the first thing you've had to work really hard for in this sport. Um, mm -hmm. So you're just gonna have to work hard for it. And then I was like, oh, okay, she's right. So I gave myself some grace and I was just like, 
this is going to take what it takes. And I'm giving myself till I'm 40. Like I'm giving myself the next <laughs> two Olympics so and then I'll like stop yeah. to make the national team in the Olympics. Yeah. yeah. So that's, so that's what your I'm goal for. to make the national right. team. In. And are there people your age who are on the national team? Or I mean, I'm no, not, not saying that it's not possible. No, just, no. Emma Twig's my age, but I know she's done it. But like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so no, yeah. But I don't because I've had a coach tell me like my age and my height because I'm only five eight. Um, mm -hmm. would be like a factor, but I mean, I don't listen to any of that. Like, yeah, like I, I, I mean, if it is, it is. But I'm gonna keep chasing that goal until, like I said. And so uh, I gave myself two more yeah. Olympics and then I said, then I'll just do like local competitions and so just kind of like slow down from there. That's yeah. the goal I have in mind. And I will chase that as long as I'm healthy and able. Yeah. So I'm not going to let anyone's like influence about like age, height or any yeah, other really good to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it can really mess with you. Like, Cause I was like, oh yeah. Like uh, when that person told me that I was like, well, I guess I'm, done and then i was like no i'm not like just because this one person says this one thing isn't going to stop me from like chasing yeah. and and i think i would very much regret the fact if i just didn't even try just because yeah. someone said you're too short or you're too old or anything like that yeah. and also i'm not that old like but no. it drives me insane <laughs> i'm like i'm young so yeah well i'm 66 so yeah <laughs> um and i i still it's like one stroke at a time for me too you know it's just right I, I do some competition but not a lot and um it's just i just love it you know i just love yeah, getting yeah. out there it's just and i do personal best you know i like try and I try and do, I do the head of the Charles course twice. It's like three or four times a week. And I try and beat my time. Every time. Right. And see, that's what I got stuck up on was trying to beat other people's times. And that yeah. was not beneficial to me at all. Yeah. Like at all. Like mm -hmm. I was like, well, this person did this. So I have to do that. And then I would get upset. So now it's 100%. All I do is like, mm -hmm. like look at what I'm doing or my own form. And all I, right. all I really care about is improving my times, not trying to beat so-and-so because I was really hung up on that and it got me to bad place. I haven't been like that in years though. It was when I first was introduced to the sport and I was like, they're faster mm -hmm. than me. And there's always, always, always going to be somebody faster than me. I have a lot of weak points, especially at like uh, slower distance or not slower, shorter distances. Yeah. So I'm aware of that. And I wanted to um, just mention if people are listening, we're, we're live streaming via video, but we will be pulling the audio for distribution on the podcast app. So if, if we refer to anything visual, <laughs> you can go to our website and uh, see all the visuals there, with some great pictures of uh, Kirsten on the water and on the erg. And, uh, and we would also love to have your comments and questions. So if anybody has a, no, we, we don't have any yet, but we have a few people, um, watching from a Facebook and YouTube right now. And uh, so thank you for, for tuning in. And the one thing I wanted to ask you was like, the transition between, you know, this amazing accomplishments that you've done on the ERG and the rowing machine to water and what, what got you interested in doing water rowing and was it somebody or just like, I just want to try the next challenge or, or what was that? Um. You know, 
I felt like it was the next right move because I, I again, after I started like seeing that a lot of my times were comparable to the um, Olympians, like just all over the world, I was like, I could maybe do something with this stuff. But I was very naive at like how different the two sports are. So um, I yeah. went in very confident, got humbled very quickly um, <laughs> on the water. Uh, like I said, it's it, I started on the water at the end of 2019. So COVID hit and then I was not back out on the water um, for a very long time because our club shut down. Um, sure. When they was opened that, back uh, up. Is that Austin or? No, I'm in Houston. So when they opened <laughs> back up, uh, they only allowed singles. <laughs> so I literally went from oh, never rowing to being in a single. We had one training yeah. boat and it was broken at the time. I think yeah. I took the pontoons out once. And then the person that was rowing with me, she's like, all right, let's get you in a single. And I was like, what? And I was like, how does anyone do this? Um, yeah. So so were you like, were you excited about it? Did you look at it as a challenge or kind of a fun challenge? I, or was it just like something excited. you wanted to conquer? I thought yeah. I was excited. I thought it was yeah. um, way, I thought it was going to be way easier than it was. So I was very like excited to get in it. And then I was like, how do I move this single? Cause like I said, I did the training boat once, pontoons mm -hmm. once. And then she was like, okay, let's put you in a single. And I just went from there. At one point I was in a single that I was too light for and I would just flip it. And I didn't know why. Like I was just <laughs> like, flipping they, <laughs> yeah, they gave me a key. And then I would take out this one boat. They gave me a key to the boathouse and I would take out this one boat that's a club boat and I would just flip it. Like I was having such a hard time with it and I couldn't figure out why. Um, yeah. And it, it just, it's been a, a learning experience with everything. I know Your so much. together, Kirsten. Your handles <laughs> Yeah, it's sunny. I've learned so much about rigging and about um, oh, yeah. just everything i didn't want to, i didn't I, when i i think for the first year i didn't know the difference between the bow and the stern and i didn't care to learn it and now i'm yeah. like i could rig my own boat any which way and like i know everything about pitch and all this stuff i have there's three books downstairs that my coach gave me that i've read multiple times um so i've just educated myself it's it is something i'm very much obsessed with like i i, mm -hmm. I did like we call it like transfer addiction like it's it's i wouldn't go that far but i i love the yeah i was wondering about, about that, it you know like yeah. is it something that you've 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 thought about you know are yeah you yeah i mean i've i realized um it, you know it's funny when i was actively drinking i remember someone asked me one time they're like what's your hobby and i said <laughs> drinking like I, said, I literally said drinking I, I i truly believe that i thought i like i didn't know much about alcohol but i thought i was like fancy person with alcohol and had all this like classy like bourbon i didn't i didn't i drank vodka every weekend like i thought i was like a connoisseur of vodka yeah, yeah, yeah. it's alcohol and i didn't know anything about anything and i i said that like and i meant that at the time and um now like i i know my hobby and my passion is uh rowing i wasn't passionate about anything there was i was a person who was sitting here but dead inside there was yeah. nothing going on when i was actively drinking it was just i was a mess and so I am very much passionate about it with an obsession. There is like a little bit of an obsession, but I think in a lot of ways, if you want to be great at something, you have to have that like obsession yeah. and that determination and drive. Like I, I saw a documentary the other day where they were talking about, um, it was, they were sailing and he said, nobody great has ever been a normal person. And I was like, that makes me feel a little better. Yeah. I don't feel <laughs> like, Except yeah. your abnormalities. Yeah. <laughs> so I, and I think that's, I think, no, it's true. I think, I think it that's takes very true. Yeah. I mean, I, something to, yeah, to have that. Like, I, I go out and I do these, 
competitions once in a while. I haven't done any this year, but you know, I realized that I'm just not, you know, I'm just not dedicated enough. Like there's some old ladies out there that are just kick ass <laughs> athletes. You know, they they're out there training and they're just like, that's their, their focus, you know? And uh, I just don't have that. I, you know, I, I it's do funny. I, I, I get a lot of questions about like what keeps me going and all this stuff. And it's, it's, it's so easy. Like, I'm just like, I think about it constantly. Like, I'm like, yeah. Ooh, if I change this on my boat or Ooh, if I do oh, this cool. differently, yeah. like, it's just something that like, I really like it's ingrained in me now. It's something I think about and that I'm passionate about. And it's not hard for me to want to go row or like try a di something different on the erg or try yeah. it. It's just, and I think you really do have to have that if you want to excel at these things, because there's a lot of things I want to be really good at, but I'm just don't have the drive or the determination to stick with it. Like I want to yeah. lift weights really well. I don't lift weights that often because I don't like it. I don't like, like I, to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not oh, something yeah. I'm driven by. Yeah. So I do think you have to have a certain type of right love or passion for it to really <laughs> stick with it. Well, I can't believe that we've already talked for 30 minutes. Yeah. This is amazing. I like will you come back and do yeah. I'd, I'd love to, you know, and I'd love to follow your, your progress and everything. Um, do you have a website or do you just, you just, the social no, media? just, the, yeah, just yeah. social media. Yeah. Yeah. So if you follow ready, ready row USA.com, all our social media is on there and we will be um, posting some wrap ups uh, to this episode and so forth. But um, I just, I just, uh, I've learned so much talking with you and, and following you. Um, you know, you're very, you're inspirational. And oh, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I get it how, how it can be so absorbing. And so, you know, like, you know, the, 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 de the dedication and focus that you have is just incredible. So, thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, I'd like to uh, just point out a couple more things as we, leave um as we wrap up uh again readyrowusa.com just go there and we'll have updated show notes and anything that kirsten does um in the future we'll kind of update it there and and we'll love we'd love to have some comments and questions if you connect with us on social media uh use the readyrowusa dot you know just hashtag readyrowusa and we'll find you uh, we may have a question here Oh, what, Jessica Carla wants, what are your competition plans for the winter? I'm hoping yeah. to do some head races. Uh, there's one up in Austin, yes. if I can get my body to work with me. So that would be the first like on water competition I've done. Prior mm -hmm. to that, I just wasn't ready. Like I'm just right. now getting to where I'm good, not good enough, but like, okay to like right, yeah. row that long. Like, I was well, really uh, you know, there's that one in Waco too, that new row. Right, I know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're so that's, uh, that's in November plan. something. Yeah. If my body works with me and I'm healthy enough. So yeah, okay. right. I, I I wish you the best on your recent like little bobbles. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. So the hashtag ready Row USA and just uh, we'll we'll track you down and give you some um, rowing gadgets, gear, and services. Our uh, sponsors and uh, partners donate stuff once in a while and we'll give you some of that uh we have a bunch of great episodes coming up i think our next one that's
scheduled is well, we have a couple of rowing club spotlights. If you have a rowing club, we'd love to hear from you and we'll put you on uh, one of our pop-up podcasts as a spotlight. Just hear about your rowing club. We'd love to do that. And even like Kirsten, if your Houston club wants to be on, I'd love to, you know, feature yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we also have, uh, we're going to do a preview of the U.S. Rowing Convention. So it's back in person, I believe, in Philadelphia again this year. Um, and so that's our next scheduled one besides the, the club spotlights. Um, we have a, on our website, we have a form that you can fill out and it will notify me to, um, when, when you fill out your, your club information. And, uh, so then I'll contact you about getting it, getting on the show as even as an announcement or as a, as a pop-up podcast. Gadgets and gear. We always love our gadgets, or I do. <laughs> I don't know. Kirsten, do you like? I'm I'm such a gadget freak. You know, I just yeah. I'll try anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this little thing here, you've probably seen that with those. The concept too. The right. Phone the holder. Phone. Yeah, I've seen it. That's yeah. five bucks. It's five yeah. Bucks. It's so cool. So anything between five and five thousand will cover. <laughs> <laughs> um, my publishing company is putting out a new book uh, called Oceans Alive. It's a children's book and it's coming out in November. And uh, it's got a forward by a famous oceanographer, Sylvia Earle, and she's an ocean conservation activist. And um, we're really excited about this. It's, it's about a kid who saves, who enlists his friends to save the oceans um, or to clean up the ocean and the beach. We have some other books, uh, children's books uh, at PiercePress.com. And again, thank you, Burnham Boatslings, Resolute, and Sykes for sponsoring Good Inklings. Contact Laura at GoodInklings.com for a free website audit. She's the best. And uh, that's, oh, we have one more question from Anastasia Lowe. <laughs> oh, who is your I know her, yeah. yeah. Oh, you do, yeah. Uh, who is your biggest inspiration? Uh, the person who has inspired me the most, it actually isn't a rower. It's uh, like I, I mentioned earlier, it's been my sponsor in AA. There's been a mm -hmm. lot of people that have been, that have inspired me, that have been negatively inspired by, like, <laughs> yes, led me down the wrong road and I've like followed mm -hmm. them willingly. Um, mm -hmm. And she just, uh, if I think of a moment or or something that, that happened that uh, changed my life. It, it would be meeting this person and working with this person and becoming this mm -hmm. person's like friend. Like she just guided me down the right path and continues to. Um, even like I, I had mentioned earlier or, or online, how uh, while Annie was out of town, she, uh, while my fiance was out of town, she was there mm -hmm. for me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, at the ER. And I was like, this is it's just been an amazing person in my life. So that's really when my life kind of like took a right turn towards in the right direction was when I started uh, yeah. working with her. A correct, better turn. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, well, thank you so much. I just, um, this has been one of my favorite uh, talks. I, <laughs> I just think it's so important, you know? Right. And like I said, before we started, I think, you know, this rowing to recovery, we're going to be covering breast cancer, PD, PTSD, um, addiction, um, physical, uh, you know, challenges and, and the role of rowing in, in um, improving people's 
lives <laughs> in face of those things. <laughs> so uh, your inspiration is is really amazing. And uh, well, thank you. We'll continue to follow you. And thanks again. Thank you. Hey, take care. <laughs> you too. All right.